0: Welcome back to the World That's Good podcast. I'm so excited to have a special guest on the podcast. He's been on before with his wife, but now he's back with a new book. We have Tim Tebow on the World That's Good podcast. Welcome, Tim.
1: Thank you so much, Shady. It's such an honor. Um, you know, we're just so grateful for you, me and Demi, for um, your impact on the world, your impact through passion, through um, this you. podcast, through your family, through your Um, your willingness to stand up and share the good news of the gospel. You're such a role model to so many people. And so, you know, if you ask, we always say yes, because we're so grateful. And we're grateful over the years that we've been able to become better and better friends. And me and Christian can get some workouts
0: together. That's right. By the way, he's
1: probably working out right now.
0: Definitely. um,
1: Just so grateful for the impact that you've made, um, not just for now, but for eternity. And I can't wait to see all the lives that you've impacted. I know it's going to be great. Wow.
0: Wow. Thank you so much. That truly means so much to me. And Christian and I are so grateful for y'all. Y'all influence us in so many ways, more than y'all even know. I mean, we're grateful to be friends with y'all, but we also just learn so much from y'all. I was actually... um, at dinner with Louie and Shelly the other night, and I was laughing and we were talking about how awesome y'all are and just how we love all the stuff y'all are doing. And I said, you know, it's kind of funny because uh me and Christian call Tim and Demi the 2.0 version of us. We're like, they're they're kind of <laughs> like us, they're just a little better. But I was like, no, but I was like, but all. the best thing about that is they're just a little bit ahead of us in so many things, and we just learn a lot from y'all. That's the reality of it. And we're so grateful for that. And so, no, we we love what y'all are doing and everything is just uh, so encouraging and making the world a better place. And Demi truly has become one of my dear friends, and we just can relate on so many things. So love y'all, and I'm so excited because you have a new book coming out, and so we can talk about that. It's called Mission Possible. Love it. Go create a life that counts. And I can't wait to talk to you about it because, hey, let's be real. We all love a little Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, right? But this is yes. this is calling us to something better. And so what is this book about? What's the message about, and, and why did you want to write it now?
1: Well, it's something that has been in my heart, honestly, for several years, and I just felt that prompting over and over again mm. that this is the message that I need to encourage people with, because it as, as believers, if this book was titled Mission Impossible, wouldn't that be super discouraging totally. if we were telling all of these young people, hey, by the way, go get Mission Impossible. That's totally. not what we're telling them. And I don't believe that's what the Bible is telling us. Right. It's not mission impossible. It's mission possible yeah. because his mission, he accomplished and it's finished. And now we get to live a mission possible life. Mission meaning the definition, the dictionary definition is a, a task or a job someone is given to do and possible meaning to be able. Well, good. I believe that we have been given a task or a job or responsibility but it's not impossible. We are able to do it. And I believe in in the macro, that is to love God and love people. But I believe in the micro, it's the unique gifts and callings and abilities and attributes that God has given every single one of us. And you're a perfect example with everything that he's given you, you. You've used it and you've enhanced it and you've shared it and you've cared for people and you've done so many amazing things. And you know, But someone might listen and they say, well, what, what if I don't have a platform like like Stady? What can I do? Well, guess what? It's still a mission possible life That's for right. you as well. And what mission is possible? It's not the mission that we can completely change the world. It's not the mission that we can um, take all of darkness to light. It's not the Yet. mission that we can radically transform our city. The mission is possible for our life to count. Yeah. maybe we could do some of those things but that's on God's timing that's in God's choice that's in God's hand but what is in what's what is our choice in my opinion our choice is that we say yes and that we're willing to whatever he wants us to do like I, I think it's really important that we understand what our job is and what is God's job yeah our, and they're not the same God's job is to defeat sin and by the way he did it and he's real good at doing yep. his job yep Our job is to go love the world. It's to go tell the world. It's to go help the world. It's to love who and what God loves. And I believe God loves people. He sent his son to die for people. We need to show that same love for people. And I believe that the the greatest form of love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a choice. And the greatest definition I've ever heard is to choose the best interest of another person and act on their behalf. Mm -hmm.
0: And I believe
1: Why this book can be encouraging for people is our life can count Mm -hmm. for eternity when we say what we're going to do with our time, our talent, our treasure, our resources is choose other people's best interests and act on their behalf. Wow. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always even going to be fulfilling in every way. Yep. But it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it because what God has given us, he's also made possible.
0: Yeah, and I believe
1: every single and, and how, do, how do we know that in Scripture? Well, we, we know that we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. We know that he has good works for us to do in Ephesians 2.10. And we know that we are called to love God, love people. And and so I think when you look at all of these verses in Scriptures, it's not he didn't give us these assignments that are impossible for us he gave us these assignments that are possible but then the things that we might look and say are impossible that's what he accomplishes
0: that's so we
1: got to remember what is our job what is our what is god's job our job is to be faithful with the little things that he has honestly not even given us but let us borrow for a time right and we know he's going to show up and do it perfect at his job
0: That's good. Come on. How many uh, people are listening that said we just went to church? Like, seriously, I love how every time you talk, I mean, it is always just filled with so much passion and so much um, just excitement and people want to get behind it, but it's because it's true. And I think that, you know, when you're confident in what you're saying, you can say it confidently, right? And so it's so cool to listen to you talk and get so excited about things. And just for from someone who has been able to sit in other rooms with you, um, you know, like Dinners, or just hanging out, or maybe it's, you know, even late night at that hotel when everyone else went to sleep and we're still talking. Like, you're just as passionate. And so, I just wanted to say that because so many people might be listening, man, like, man, he's passionate about this book. And you are, but you're also just passionate about the mission that you're on. And um, it's exciting to get behind that. I love everything that you just said. One thing I want to talk about is just that mission possible aspect and how there is a lot of things that are God's job to do, obviously, and there's a lot of things that are our job to do. And you are someone that has had to work hard for a lot of things in life. And everybody has to work hard. Um, But I feel like you've really seen the benefit of hard work, whether that's through football and working out and, you know, accomplishing a task or going and playing baseball and working hard and accomplishing that. Or maybe it's, you know, going out um, and doing all the things you're doing with your nonprofit, trying to end, you know, human trafficking and doing all these big things requires hard work. And I think that there's almost this tendency in the Christian in life to just be like, well, I'm just going to pray about it, you know, I'm just going to yeah. like see what God does or go to church on Sunday, you know, this stagnant life. And not that praying yes. about it isn't yes. great. We need yes. to pray about it. But That's how right. do you encourage someone to like actually work hard for a mission? or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great. Or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico. K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. woe or just text woe to 500, 500 that's audible a u d i b l e dot com slash woe or text woe to 500, 500 to try audible for free for 30 days
1: well thank you for asking that question and i agree it is something that is a um, a little bit of a frustration if i'm being honest because um, the, the church isn't a museum for good people. It's a hospital for the broken. And the mm-hmm. church is not a building we go to on Sunday. It's the people that we get to go share the good news of the gospel with and do life with every single day. Yeah. And so I, part of wanting to write this, and I do talk about work ethic in here, and it's not because work ethic, like so many people, they think of work ethic as this amazing thing. We want to teach our kids and about work ethic. And it's not that, that work ethic is not a good thing, but we don't work hard so that we're known as hard workers. Right. We don't work hard so that we're known as, wow, you have an incredible work ethic. No, we work hard because the mission, the purpose is that important. Yes. It's not about working hard is not the end goal. It's how important our lives are, how important will be the chance that we get to do. Right. And it's, it's more about having hard work so that we could fulfill the purpose that we have been given. Right. And I believe every single person can do that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I also agree with you that we have to take the steps. Yeah. And you know what's what's kind of interesting about that is in, in my life and almost every other person I'm close to, when God has shown up the biggest and changed their life in, in bold ways is when they have stepped out in small little things. Yeah. When my dad was called to, to be a missionary in the Philippines, it's because he went on a short-term mission trip.
0: When God radically
1: impacted my life, it was when I was on a mission trip. It was when you step out, and you don't know what's going to happen, but when we step out to just help someone, show a little faith, show a little courage, share the gospel for the first time, there's something about those actions that I don't know why or how, but I just feel like so many times God shows up in that. And it doesn't mean that he necessarily continues to lead you on that path, but he does something in those moments to either – tell you, hey, this is what I want you to do, or I want to tweak you into doing this. But, I, I you know, I, me and Demi will, will always share this, is you know what God's going to do when you do nothing? Probably nothing. Yeah. But you know what? When you go step out in faith, man, it's, he shows up.
0: It's good. He shows
1: up when, in, in the little things, he shows up when you're you're kind. He shows up when you help the person on the side of the street. He shows up in, in all these little things and, you know, something that, um, people would ask me for a bunch of years now as they say, hey, Timmy, like, how, how, how do I know what my calling and my purpose is? And I will always say, well, first of all, I don't know. But I, I do think that if your eyes have ever been open to a need, to a problem, to a people group, to a hurting person, and your heart has been pricked, that y- you feel something and you want to do something, Right. I believe he's probably saying, hey, that's what I'm asking you to do. Yep. That's your purpose right now. Go meet that need. Go do it. And then when you do it, there's something that happens in you. It's like right. it's oh my goodness, this is this is this is what I'm supposed to do, or this isn't exactly what I'm supposed to do. But I, I've kind of I know I'm supposed to be led in this direction or in this direction. And I, I tell you, for me, that's been so many learning moments in my life. Is is in that just stepping out and with a little bit of courage and faith. And sometimes I'll tell you. It is so scary. It's the first yeah. year we hosted Night to Shine. I was so scared like, oh my really? gosh, God like, is this like is is this going to be something that is this really something you want, you know? And we're like, yeah. man, we just hope 25 churches will say yes. And the first year, 43 churches said wow. yes. And and I'm nervous. I'm like, God, are we even doing the right thing though? Is this really what you want me to do? And and I'm doubting it a lot. And then wow. I remember um for flying it to North Carolina and in and, and pulling up to the, uh, the, um, the parking lot, and I can see the red carpet, and I'm, I'm watching from about 30 yards away, and I just want to see it before I walk up, and I'm a part of it, and I'm watching it from afar. No one knows I'm there, and I couldn't help but start crying because wow. from 30 yards off, I was so fulfilled again that it was like God's like, yeah, I, I want you to do this, and wow. it was that moment I was like, yes, I think this, I think this is something we're supposed to do. And then, you know, God does what he, he, he wants to do. And, and thankfully he, he blessed it and went from 443 400 locations to, um, the next year, 201. And, and now wow. I'm fortunate that we're in over 40 countries and oh it's just God. so encouraging <laughs> because when it started, it didn't start with this crazy conviction and knowledge that I knew everything that I was supposed to do. Like totally. it wasn't even my idea, Sadie. Like, wow. Our executive director came to me and it was before our fifth year anniversary as a foundation. And we have a, a huge heart for people with special needs. And he said, Hey, we, we know two churches that have these things called Jesus proms and we're friends with the pastor. He's like, what about for a celebration of our, our fifth year, we hosted a, a Jesus prom. And I was like, that's a great idea. And he was like, awesome. When wow. Where do you want to do it? And I said, uh, I think we need to do it before Valentine's so we can show people real love. And he's like, okay, cool. Wow. Where do you want to do it? And I said, honestly, you're probably going to hate me, but I think we need to do it everywhere in the world. <laughs> yes. And, and he was like, what? He didn't like me very much for a little while <laughs> after that. And it was this, this, these tiny steps wow. that we're just trying to figure out. Of just can we get the few churches involved, and we didn't know, I didn't know. Like people were like, "Did you think about all these things?" And we're like, "No," but God did. Totally. And for us, it was just about taking little steps and seeing what He was going to do with it. And um, and so it's just a it's a cool story that you reminded me of, it and, wow. and and just thinking about that.
0: Okay, that is so cool. I love to hear that story because people look at you or someone like you and they think, "Oh, well, things just happen, right?" Like that that just happens. You have an idea, it just gets done. And that's not true, actually. Sometimes you wow. have this idea and, you know, with a team of people and hard work and a lot of prayer and a lot of fear and a lot of like, "God, is this really what we're supposed to do?" <laughs> like it sometimes happens, you know, because God breathes on it. And that was like, that is such a powerful thing. And I've played the smallest part of night to shine. Literally, I've only done a video, which is so sad. I really want to come and should come, but I'm only saying that to say, I've literally had parents come up to me and say, thank you so much for that video at night to shine. Like, like people have come up to me and thanked me for that small moment. And I just can't even imagine how many people come up to you and say just incredible stories of the impact that Night to Shine has made because it's so special. It, it is real love and it is real joy and celebration and acceptance and all the things. And so what a cool thing y'all have done. And I also love that that's kind of how you met Demi through a Night to Shine <laughs> yeah. experience. And so many people are like, how do I find my spouse? And I think a big part of it is not trying to find your spouse. It's living your life and doing your thing on mission and when someone else is on mission and they just come together. Powerful things happen. Um, With that note of just meeting Demi and getting married, obviously she was Miss Universe. You are Tim Tebow doing all your things. Y'all are both like doing great things for the world and y'all came together. What has that been like um, with y'all coming together? Like how do you feel like the foundation has gone further? The things have maybe improved or things have grown? Like what has that been like as the two of you have become one?
1: Well, I think the the first thing that came to my head, Sadie, was just that I think literally everything just got better.
0: That's awesome. Like
1: literally everything in my life just got better. Yeah. Um, I think in our relationship, it was the beginning was awesome. Like it, our our literally our first real date. We told each other like we like we're gonna get married. Like we were looking That's at awesome. rings a couple weeks in. Oh we my We knew gosh. from the beginning. And even though the beginning was so awesome. It's only gotten better. Like dating was fun, engaged was better. Engaged was awesome. Marriage is better. Year one was great. Year two is better. That's like awesome. It's just continued to get better. And, and I don't mean that in, in our personal relationship um, with each other. I, I mean that in our prayer life. I think yeah. in, in working at the foundation in the, the last, you know, four weeks and a couple of days that we were in Africa in five different countries and and, you know, <laughs> and crazy. right when we go into the TiVo the Care Center at um, Kira Zimbabwe Hospital and she she doesn't you know, there's other people and doctors and she literally just grabs one of the books and walks to the corner and sits down and then starts reading to um, one of the boys who's about to get operated on. And um, mm-hmm. it, she, he can't really understand English, but he's following along with all the pictures and her voice wow. and how soft and how sweet. And and just literally every piece has gotten better, and it's just so fun when when you're not only in a relationship with someone, but you feel like you're in purpose with someone. That what we get to do, uh, who we get to serve, how we get to do that is is together. It's just it's incredible. Like when we're in these countries and we get to do ministry together, go back to the hotel, pray together about. that day we just experienced and then do something again the the next it's just there's honestly there's nothing really like it and um, to me I I just think that has been been so special and I think just to to encourage the listeners because so many people I mean you know this Sadie about real people are are so longing for the relationship of that person God has for them and I would just encourage you before you start thinking about the person that God has for you Be the person that you want that person to marry. Be the person that, you know, let God start to work in your life so that you can be the person before you meet the person, you know, and be ready for when that person shows up. And I wish there were so many things in my life I did different so I could be more ready. But I'm thankful that God, you know, still brought us together. And but I just encourage so many single people out there that they're they're looking and they're looking. There's nothing wrong with that but don't let, the, don't let the purpose stop in the waiting because I don't believe purpose it's ever good. stops, yeah. right? And, and your purpose isn't about one day when you get married because there's purpose right now in your present, in your yeah. singleness, in your yeah. alone, in your, your quiet time, in your while you're waiting. And I get it, so many people are, I can't wait for one day when they get married, but that's gonna be an awesome time. And hopefully it is, and hopefully it's, it's even better. <laughs> But God doesn't need to use you, and he's not waiting to use you till you have a a husband or a wife. I believe that he has purpose and mission for you on this day, not just one day. And I also believe the same is true in, you know, so many times I think in the Christian world, we think, oh, no, I can only be on mission if I'm on a a mission trip to a third world country, or I'm just going to prepare for that, or if I'm presenting the gospel, or, you know, if one day I can have a platform and I'll use it like Sadie. No, he's not waiting for God doesn't totally. need you to have a platform. He doesn't need you to be in a third world country. He doesn't need you to um, good. have a significant other to be able to make an impact. Now, he might use all of those things to do it, but he can use you exactly where you are with exactly what he's given you, with That's exactly great. who you created to be. God doesn't need you to have something else for him to use you. He is enough to use you. That's period. great.
0: That is so good. Come on. I love that. God doesn't need something else to use you. He is enough. That's great. I love how you actually wrote in the book, you may be in a role or situation that is not the entire expression of your purpose, but you are still meant to carry your purpose into those places. I thought that was such a good point. And I, I do think that so many people think like their purpose is like one specific thing um, or one specific place. Like you said, like it, it, they might think it is a platform or it is a relationship or their purpose is to go into this third world country or whatever, but the problem is they're waiting until that moment to fulfill any type of purpose. And like you were saying, purpose is in every moment. Purpose can be in every moment because like you said earlier, purpose is loving God and loving people. Purpose is Mm -hmm. doing things to glorify God and you can do that in every season of your life. You um, have definitely lived so many seasons of life. You know, we as like the outsiders world have literally gotten to see you do all these types of things, um, whether it's football, baseball, like I mentioned, and now you have a foundation that's doing so many different things. You've been sports broadcaster, entrepreneur, like everything and everything. And you've been husband and dog father to the Tebow Pact. You uh, have all these great accomplishments, spoken at passion. But when you look at your life, you know, what is something that you've seen that's been true about God in every season of your life, whether it was all those moments I mentioned or even living in the Philippines with your family whenever you were young or whatever it is? Like, is there like a thread you've seen about God that has just remained in each season you've stepped into? I know that's kind of a loaded question.
1: Yeah, I would say one of the things that popped in my brain is, is, um, is that God doesn't need human greatness to have God greatness, like to show up in great ways, you know? And and I think sometimes I fall into that trap of, man, I I got, I, cause 'cause I'm very driven and I want to do things. And it's like, I want to get to every country and I want to rescue all these babies that we can and, and all these throwaways. And literally in a lot of places we've been, they're throwaways. And, Mm. and then, you know, God reminds me so many times, like, you, Timmy, you don't think I love them more than you do, wow. like, mm-hmm. and I have a, I have a purpose and a plan, and, and I think it's just, re- reminding myself and having people remind me and remembering the, that I, I, I have to be faithful in the little things, yes. be faithful in walking that out, and, and God doesn't need. For us to always have a grand vision or a grand dream to do grand things
0: and and
1: and i'm not saying if if he's given you that that's amazing and i do want people to dream big and i want them to have big goals because we serve a big god but even in the times where we didn't think it's possible night to shine is the perfect example when we started we had no idea like yes there was this thought we had no idea all the things that god was going to do we had all we had no idea all the different ways he was going to use it we had a few thoughts but there were so many more behind the scenes that we had no idea that mm-hmm. he was going to use it in different areas, areas to change the narrative, areas where kids have been viewed as cursed, areas mm-hmm. that um, that they're viewed as throwaways, and and now the government is like, hey, when you want to co- foundation like, come in and do all these other things, we had no idea. Those weren't thoughts in mm-hmm. our head, you know. And so I think it, it's just reminding me that man, it's just faithful in the little things of. It's of great. loving the least, the last, of the lost, being faithful. in it doesn't matter if we're in Uganda or we're at the corner of our street in Jacksonville, Florida, right. right. Is, is remembering that the mission didn't stop when we left the third world country. Okay. The, the mission doesn't change when you're on a mission trip versus when you're at home. It's the mission still the same, you know, and shoot, it reminds me of the Steve Green song, the mission's still the same, uh, live the truth, the life in Jesus name, you know, and and I just want to, okay. want to encourage people: is you might think that you're not having a big impact because right now you're stuck in traffic, right now you're you're at a FedEx, you're, right now your you know your your job isn't where you want it to be, and and I, and I don't, um, it might not be where you want to be, but it doesn't mean it's not where God wants you to be because you're there for a reason, and there's a reason yeah. you're there, and you can do something. And why you're looking forward and dreaming about getting out, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean that in the situation that you're in, that there's not a mission for you to accomplish. There's not purpose for you to be a part of. There's not significance for you to invest in. And I just want to encourage people because I I I lose perspective on that all the time because it's Mm -hmm. all about, okay, when are we going to get back to Africa? When are we going to get back to the Philippines? When are we going to get back to Asia? How can we rescue more and I think sometimes God's just like, no, I, I, just, I just want you to talk to the taxi driver on the way to the airport,
0: good. right? Yep.
1: You, were so, you were so focused on, on, you know, every kid. And it's not a bad thing that, you know, when you're in Africa, but the, the, the driver that picked you up from the airport and the Uber, he's not worthy for you to talk to. Wow. And there's been so many times like that, that I've been convicted. I'm like, I just, you know, because sometimes I'll have this feeling like, Ooh, mission trip's done. Can't wait for the next one.
0: Yep. And it's not.
1: It's not the yep. case. And and unfortunately, too many times I've compartmentalized it. And our mission shouldn't be one we compartmentalize. It should be one that we express every day.
0: That's good. Man, I felt the same conviction last year. I kind of had this like very honest moment with my small group of girls. Um, we meet on Saturday mornings. We did last year really consistently in this new year. We got to get back to it. But we were having this just really honest moment. And I said, you know, I really hate that. I feel like in my mind, my mission has kind of been like towards the next date that I'm speaking at. Like I put all my energy in like, okay, this date on the calendar, when I'm sharing this message, like I got to put everything into that. And the Lord convicted me of the same thing, like you're missing the everyday moments and the everyday people because you're so focused on, you know, March 28th or whatever it is, instead of like the every single day, 24-7 um, mission that you're called to. And so that's such a good reminder. Um, I love how you always talk about your heart for kids and um, whether it's kids with special needs or kids in third world countries or just kids in general. And in the book, you talk a lot about just the respect you have for your parents and the way that you were raised and the way that um, you were taught and um, you also talk about mission statements. And one of the things that Christian and I kind of uh, did in our marriage is we decided we were going to have a mission statement for our marriage. And I remember when we were when we were talking to Louie about doing our wedding, we told him our mission statement. And he thought it was so funny. And he's repeated that since today. He's like, I've never met a couple who came to me and said, here is our mission statement. This is we are the huffs and this is what we stand for. But for us, it just created such good vision of like, this is what our family stands for. These, this is what we're going towards. This is who we want to be known as and all the things. Yeah. And so I just wonder if you and Demi kind of had that mission or that value that you want for your family. If you do have kids one day, I don't know what y'all's plans are, but if y'all kind of have like, this is the mission we stand for. This is what we want our kids to believe. This is what we're going for in life. Do y'all kind of yes. have that that mission? I,
1: I, actually, yes, we, we do. Um, I want to hear your, yours too, but our mission statement is is also the one that we have at the foundation and it's to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And then off of that, we have five non-negotiables because I believe what's important about a mission statement is you have something that you always get to go back and reference. So you don't have mission drift. And then off of that, you have non-negotiables of things that you believe in that you're never willing to negotiate on. And so number one for us of our non-negotiables is that we're believers. We're believers yes. in a big God. We're believers in a son, Jesus, on the cross. We're believers that we're here for a reason. And we're believers that we have purpose and we can create change. Number two is that we're all image bearers, right? And, great. and why we say we're all image bearers is because when you understand you're all image bearers, you understand the worth and the value that every single person has. And it's not our job to play God. It's our job to serve God. And if everyone is an image bearer, then everyone has the same value and worth. We That's don't get great. to choose based on color, based on race, based on ethnicity, based on background, even based on religion. Everybody is an image bearer, and we got to serve them as such. And then mm-hmm. number three is that we're on a rescue mission. You see, when, when you see other image bearers hurting, well, when you really believe that, you can't help but be on a rescue mission for them. And while we say rescue, it's not just a mission. It's a rescue mission because it puts an urgency. It puts a timeline. And we always say we don't want to live on, the, on our timeline. We want to live on their timeline. And I think it's too good. many times as believers, we live on our timeline. It's, well, I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to do well at my job. I'm going to climb the ladder. Then I'm going to retire. Then I'm going to go on some mission trips. Then I'm going to have a, a fund that I'm going to give out of. And yeah. while you're waiting for this, how many boys and girls have been thrown away? How many have lost their lives? How many did not hear about the good news of the gospel? That's mm-hmm. not what we we don't want to save our best days till when we're our weakest. You know, yeah. we want to live good. our fullest now when we're our strongest. When we That's can go good. the fastest, the furthest. You know, and, and so we want to live on that that rescue mission. And then, when you do believe they're image bearers, and you do believe you're on a rescue mission, well, the next thing is is how can we bring as many people to the fight as possible. And that's where, for us, it, it comes in. There's power when we come together. We don't want to have the pride saying we do this alone. We don't want to take the credit because it's not it's about great. credit, it's about mission. And so there's power when we come together. There's power when you know um, all of us, we're at passion, Sadie. There's power when when nonprofits, when churches, when armies when um, come together, yeah. there's power in that. I, I believe that it's biblical and I believe we need to do it. And, and it's something that I would love the church to do you know, is say, you know, it's not about our nonprofit. It's not about the name of our church. It's about the name of our savior, period. Yeah. And it's about, he, he gets the credit and we're living out the mission. And then number five is that we can never forget. We can't forget because I think one of the easiest things to lose, lose in life is perspective. And mm-hmm. when we lose perspective, we lose sight of all four of those things. We lose sight on, on why it's so important to get to every single life. And so um twenty-two times in, in Deuteronomy we're reminded um to either um uh, remember or do not forget, right? And if Moses is telling the Israelites twenty-two times right after wow. God rescued them, right after he parted the Red Sea, right after crazy miracle, you would think if God parted a sea and I walked through it, I ain't gonna forget that. <laughs> exactly well, apparently a lot of people did because twenty-two <laughs> yeah. times they had to be reminded. And you know what? Yeah. It's probably worse for me. Like I've yeah. had to be reminded way more than 22 times. And that's why we put, we can never forget. We always have to remember of what Jesus did on the cross of just how much every single life matters, how, how valuable every single life. And so that's something that it's a foundation mission statement and non-negotiable, but it's also really ours. And at the beginning of our relationship, we talked about it. And we, we decided these are that's things awesome. that we want to build off of. And And it's not that we're done, too. We've also continued to talk on if there's any more that we want to add to it that we feel like God gives us together. But those are something that not only, I think, exemplifies our mission, but helps us from mission drift as well.
0: Yes, I love that mission drip. That's so good, and I uh, I love that just reminder to remember because it's so true. Like I read those stories, I'm like, how did you forget? And then I forget, you know. Like yes. I walk away, you know, you walk right outside of something like a passion moment or like a experience you had in a third world country where God just blows your mind, and then you get back yes. home and you're like. Where are you, God? You know all the things, and so it is so good to remember. Yeah, Christian and I, we have like a small mission statement, and then we have you know other things, and even with Elo, that those kind do of align you, do you as mind, well. Tell, do you no, mind I'll tell you. What's so, your so, our, is? so our small one is just very simple, and we say we're the Huffs, and we're two good forgivers who build up upon love, and that's just kind that's of like good. our reminder. Um, and it comes from, one of the things comes from this verse where it talks about how knowledge puffs up, but love builds out. And like, we never Mm want to be a people that are like so puffed up that we're not pouring out, like humble ourselves to the lowest point that all of our love is just pouring out to people around us, um, from our house out. And we actually have this big sign in our house that says this house will set the tone. And that's kind of even a mission Mm -hmm. statement in itself of saying like, whatever happens in this house is what's going to set the tone for how we live outside of this house to the world and so this house needs to be known for its love and this house needs to be covered in the spirit and this house needs to be known for all those things because that's what's going to pour out and so yeah it's cool to hear y'all I think you're
1: you're doing a pretty good I think you're doing a pretty good job of that and that's awesome thank
0: you but it's cool even to hear y'all's like your mission statement it really does remind you of who you are to be and it keeps you accountable it keeps you um, even convicted in, in the best way to live the life that you're called to. So when I hear your mission statement, I'm like, yep, that's what y'all do. And hopefully when you hear our mission statement, and even if I went on to say everything, the LO's mission statement for it, people would probably say, man, I almost could have even guessed that because that's how, you know, boldly you're living it. And so if you're listening today and you don't have a mission statement, you never even thought to have a mission statement. Maybe today's the day you sit down and really write that out because that's going to help you, um, Just really live out the purpose that God has for you in every season of your life. That's going to keep you accountable to not forgetting, to remembering daily, to wake up with intention. And so I just love that. Um, I know we talked about kids and family and i know you have another kids book coming out and i'm so excited honestly because honey loves a party to remember (laughs) your first kids book and i sent y'all that picture of christian reading it to her the other day but she loves books and that one's so good because like there's a lot of like good kids books but most of them just don't have much meaning it's like You know, there's one It's like Honey Bunny Funny Bunny. And it just, you know, it's cute, but it has no meaning. But it's fun to read her books that actually have messages behind it, even though she's nine months old. And she's not necessarily getting that yet, but she will one day. And, like, I just think it's so cool. So uh, why why do you keep writing children's books? Why are you excited about this next one coming out?
1: Well, I'm so excited about this one because I remember how much – children's books impacted me when I was young and my mom would read them to me and you would you would dream and you would think about it and you would you would get these little nuggets of truth that would impact you so much as a kid and that's really what I I wanted to do with these children's books is is the first one really share their value and their worth and um, and and encourage people and the second one um, even kids at young age sometimes can um, can sometimes be pretty mean to each other, and so this one is so based on 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 helping, on loving, and it's always the right time to do the right thing
0: That's and good. the right
1: thing for helping one another, caring for one another, and and it's really encouraging and hopefully challenging um, young boys and girls that they can make a difference and they can help their their teammate, their classmate, their friend, and they really can step out with That's action good. and and make someone else's life better.
0: That's great. I love it. Well, if you haven't read the books, A Party to Remember with Bronco and Friends and Mission Impossible coming out soon. Uh, Last thing I want to ask you, and this is more of a serious note, but I just, uh, I didn't want this to end without asking you this question. It's a quote from your book, and you said, when emotions lead you to consider calling it quits, your convictions will remind you that you can push a little harder or go a little further to reach your goal. And we've talked about so many things that you're doing that are big things. And so many people are stepping into that right now, or they're already doing that. And big things are hard to do, you know? Scary things are actually hard to do. We're not just saying that it's not hard. We're not saying that it's not scary, but you're still saying to do it. And so, can you recall a moment in your life where you were like, I just actually want to quit, but you kept going? Or what do you do in those moments? Because there's probably been several moments that, you know, you've been at that you know, time that everything might be getting too hard or too stressful or too overwhelming and you just simply want to say, I quit. And, you know, people looking at you might say, he never thinks that, but I know you're human and you do. And so can you speak to those moments? I I not only
1: think that it's times where you want to quit, I also think it's times where you have too much shame or guilt or resentment for feeling unequipped or ill-equipped to be able to do something and I think it's all of those. And I think those emotions, emotions totally. can be good or bad. But I tell you what, they're, they're usually really fickle. And they're yeah. good one day and they're gone the next. Or they're really bad and they're telling you lies. And emotions trick us. And,
0: totally. and, and it's,
1: they, sometimes they can be great. After a worship service, it can be amazing. Like, that's awesome. I have these great emotions. But I can also have the same emotions that are going to say, no, you've done enough right? No, you don't need to go overseas. No, you just need to be comfortable. No, you don't need to set your alarm. You need to sleep in. Yeah. Emotions can also lie to us and trick us. And so I love encouraging people that you can say yes to your convictions mm-hmm. over your emotions. It's and scary. not everybody's convictions are always the same. We, we can be convicted by different things. Totally. You know, some people might be convicted that they're watching too much time mm-hmm. on their social media, too much time on Netflix, too much time on their phone, too much time doing who knows what, not enough time in the in the word, not enough time, right. um, you know, encouraging friends. And those convictions can be a little bit different for everyone. But I want to encourage people, say yes to your convictions, because those aren't fickle. Like They're, yeah. they're not going to be something that goes with the ebbs and flows. And, right. you know, one thing that I write about in Mission Possible is I flew to Texas to, to speak for this event, great event, get to share Jesus, encourage people, pumped about it. Well, before the event, they take me on a tour of the brand new... At the time, brand new Dallas Cowboys facility, and I've been blessed to play in a lot of cool facilities. I got to tell you, Sadie, it, was, it happened so fast where I started to get bitter. And wow. I started, man, my gosh, God, why couldn't you let me play in a place like this? Like, wow. Why can't I be playing football now? Why can't I be doing this? This would be incredible. Their, their weight room for their fans is nicer than any weight room I've ever been in before, uh, you know? Like, yeah. And all of a sudden, instead of being grateful for all the things that God has given me, I, I'm, I'm bitter. I'm a little bit envious. I'm a little bit jealous. And all of these emotions are creeping in. And, yeah. and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And honestly, it didn't change until my convictions kicked in when I was getting ready to go share with the group literally about before, right before I was going to go walk on stage. Wow. And it was because for the first time in however many hours, I started to view the group that I was talking to as image bearers, as wow. love. Yeah. And, and that God had a message for them on that night. And thankfully that he could use me. And instead of having to focus on me, the focus was about other people. And I usually think when we lose perspective and focus, it's because all we're doing is looking inward. All we're That's doing right. is saying, well, right. I didn't have this and I didn't have this and I didn't have this. And there's also something really cool, uh, a study that we talk about here from, from Miami. Listen, I know they're a rival, but I can at least give them a little credit, okay? <laughs> but uh, about how, how important gratitude is in our life and how much it actually affects our life. Literally, day-to-day, chemically, um, it changes our mindset, our perspective so much when we choose to be grateful. In that moment, you know what? I was not grateful for what I had. I was mad for what I didn't. Yeah. And I I needed to say yes to my convictions, not my emotions at that moment. Say, God, my emotions are making me bitter and envious. I'm giving it to you because you're in control of all things. And if you wanted me to be here doing this, you would have let me be here. But I'm thankful and grateful for where you have me. Take away my envy, my bitterness. Let me focus on the the mission you have for me. And that's hard. You know, there's still so many times that I have to go back and I have to give it to the Lord. Because if not, I know that I'm going to get envious and bitter and get caught up in comparison and so many other things. And when I do that, there's no chance that I can be solely and wholeheartedly focused on living a mission possible life because I'm looking at a mission mind life and that's never a good life.
0: Wow, that's good. That's so good. That's so true about gratitude too because look, I don't work out anything like you and Christian do, but I have been getting myself to the gym and I have committed to work out with a trainer two days a week at 7 a.m., okay, but I'm not a morning workout person, so this has been a big deal for me. So you better believe when I get up at 6.15, I literally step on the floor and I say, God, Thank you so much that my body is capable and able to go do this workout. I and I'll have to go like on. seriously like speak gratitude over myself all the way until I get there. I blast worship music. And I just thank God that's my prayer time. And it has honestly been so good for me in so, so many ways, way more than just the workout aspect of it. Like the prayer that goes into it, the doing something hard, the not snoozing past the alarm, the waking up, like all of it has just made me like mentally and physically stronger and so I've actually just been able to see what you're saying in a really tangible way I wanted to end by this quote and you actually just mentioned it but you said when you look outside of yourself that's where true mission is found and uh, Tim no one um, that I can think of lives this greater than, than you and Demi do you know y'all both have every opportunity of the world to live for you but you don't you choose to live for God and y'all live so outside of yourself and it's changing the world and so thank you for setting that example thank you for not just setting that example, but writing books so that other people can also walk in that direction and follow Jesus in that mission possible way. So I'm so encouraged by this conversation. I know so many people are. Like we've mentioned so many times, Tim has a new book out called Mission Possible. Go create a life that counts. Go get it out. It's out today, I guess, whenever this will come out. Um, So go get it today and start living a mission possible life. Thank you, Tim, for being on the podcast. And we didn't even mention that you're in Africa. So thank you for taking time.
1: (laughs) thank you so much shady please tell the whole family i said hey and thank you once again for being such an incredible light and encouragement to me and so many others
0: thank you thank you so much